it, it shouldn't go too long, but I mean, uh, we're talking we football here. We're, we're talking football here. <laughs> so. That's true. It's the it's the sport we know most of, <laughs> so. so yeah, we can have some good discussions. Exactly, exactly. We can have some good discussions. So hey, welcome everyone back to the Sports Bar Podcast. I'm your host Andrew Crisp, and I'm here joined as always by my favorite co-host. I keep saying favorite because Steph isn't here, and I hope he listens to it so he comes back. But your question. Hey everybody, happy to be here. And so yeah, Bocho, our favorite topic. As always, soccer. Fulham. Football. Oh, right, right, right. No, um, not Fulham. Other you guys lost. Too. You guys lost three yeah. to one. Oh, I can't. I can't brag because we lost five to two. Don't no, be wrong. I mean, but it, it was almost worse. We dominated the game for seventy-five minutes, and Aston Villa hadn't had a single shot on target until then. Um, we were one zero up. We're thinking, man, we're out of the relegation zone, and then we just let them score three <laughs> times in seven minutes. That was some Chelsea level defending. Oh my, bad. oh my god. Oh my god. Don't bad. insult us. Oh my god. Shut up. I mean, look, we might have not played well, but we didn't concede five goals to West Brom. West Brom. I hate West Brom so much. I hate him so much. We 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 played against them when was it September or November of last year? I don't remember. Yeah, the but three, we were, three, right? Yeah, we, we tied three three, but we got lucky. Because we were losing 3-0 that first half, and we came back to tie the game 3-3. So we got lucky there. And then coming into this game, I was like, all right, let's do it. I'm ready. We're going to beat them, like revenge from that that game. And we start the game off 1-0, 1-0 off. And then two minutes later, <laughs> Thiago Silva gets a red card. <laughs> And then it just goes downhill from there. And then, yeah, just crumbles. Oh, my God. It was horrible to watch. It was horrible to watch. And so, I mean, I hope this I hope this is nothing to worry about. I don't think. But I've read many articles about that the actual problem of Chelsea. And so, um, hopefully, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it some other time. Yeah. But... Let's well, get into we'll bring our it up when we talk about Chelsea today. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll bring it up in in a little bit, most likely. And so we have the Champions League quarterfinals. Four games happening this week: two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. Uh, let's see, on Tuesday, who plays Real Madrid and Liverpool, mm-hmm. and Man City and Dortmund. Good and games. then on Wednesday, we play Bayern and PSG, Porto and Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, but before we get started about the quarterfinal, I do want to talk a little bit about the round of 16 uh, because there were some surprises in there. Yes. Um, some pretty good games. Uh, biggest thing, of course, is Juventus and Ronaldo got themselves um, eliminated, eliminated by a penalty and a free kick where Ronaldo was the worst wall of all time. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was right? so funny, honestly. Which is mostly just bad luck, right? I mean, but no, it no, was just... not bad luck. I mean, it's a terrible wall. How are you going to lift oh, no, your leg and wall. turn around? Right, but let's even, but the fact that it was Ronaldo's fault because the other people on the wall were also very bad. It just so happened that the ball literally went under Ronaldo's feet yeah. <laughs> because of how bad of a wall he was. But so you went this out, which is kind of surprising, I think, for most people um, because mm-hmm. they were one of my contenders too. So they're out of it. Barcelona obviously are out of it um, after that disaster, that first game against PSG. Mm-hmm. Had a good comeback attempt second game, but just couldn't do it against PSG. 
So out of a sudden, we don't have that those two big stars competing. Um, and we do have some teams that I think we, I didn't expect that might to actually make it through. I think I, I said they would, but they're not a good team, but they're there. Liverpool are there, despite not being able to win at home in like two months. You know, they're, they're still there. Um, and then we saw Chelsea in the pre-West Brom with solid defending yeah. <laughs> um, also make it through. So I'm excited for the quarters. I think the best teams won every single kind of game, like as far as how the games were played. And I'm, I'm expecting things to be this, the same in the quarterfinals. I think the teams that play the best are going to be the ones that go through. So you think, you, uh, I guess just to clarify, you think who, like who do you think, no, we'll save that for the end. I guess we'll save that for the end. Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I think... Yeah. No, we'll save. We'll I'm, save sure, our predictions I'm sure it'll be obvious end. when we talk about the games, right? I'm sure it'll be it'll, it'll be a little bit obvious. Yeah, yeah. Of who yeah. I think is going to win. That's um, fair. That's fair. We did have some terrible predi- predictions for the round of sixteen. <laughs> I'm trying to find who we predicted because we said we all said Juventus was going to win. We um, all said Juventus was clearly was wrong. I, I believe only I said Dortmund would beat Sevilla, or maybe we all did. I think it was just me that Dortmund would beat Sevilla. Which yeah, I think so. I think I did think happen. I said Sevilla was going to beat Dortmund. Yeah. Stefan, both Stefan and I said Barcelona was going to beat PSG, and you said PSG. Again, was I, I don't know why you want to be wrong all the time, but apparently <laughs> you do. And then Liverpool beat Leipzig, so we're we're fine there. Yeah, um, we all said that. Did we all say that Atalanta was going to beat Real Madrid? I think I said Real Madrid was going to win. No, I think you said Atalanta. I think you said Atalanta because you didn't have any faith on Real Madrid. I I, I still don't have any faith on Real Madrid. But um, I felt like, I think I said, I don't like it. I hope it's not true, but I think it's, but we'll have to check the records later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, you know, Real Madrid, not a surprise that Real Madrid went through. Yeah, and then the next two, Man City, of course, um, Bayern, of course. No surprise there. Uh, And then on Chelsea Atletico, you said Chelsea and Steph, both Steph and I said Atletico, and so you got that one right too. Yeah, you guys just really love being wrong. Listen, (laughs) It's impressive. Listen, I was just surprised with... uh, with Chelsea going through actually with how well they did playing against Atletico. You were playing really well, man. Chelsea... If Chelsea play like that every game, they'd have a really good chance. The mm-hmm. question is, can they? Yeah, yeah. And so I guess bringing back up what we started the episode with, <laughs> the, the, quarters, the, yeah. the, the problem that at least the article from what I read with Chelsea was that their problem isn't really the manager sacking or, or, or anything like that. It's, it's the player's mentality. It's, it's how the players uh, go about during a game. You know how they, they always start really good with a with a new coach and mm. they want to impress the coach and then they want to do good but then once everything starts going badly like we saw with West Brom they just don't know what to do and their mentality isn't like all right I'm gonna fight until until we can and I'm sure I'm sure there are players in there like Mason Mount and, and other players pretty much all of them really have that mentality but you don't see that aggressiveness with them when when they're losing badly like that, they just don't know what to do. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, there's definitely part of that. Um, I mean, the West Brom thing really was, one, obviously the red card changed the game. Mm-hmm. But even with the red card, you would expect Chelsea to be good enough at defending to not yeah. concede five times to West Brom at home. 
Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely see the mentality aspect. I also think it's a, le- a lack of leadership in the team where they have maybe three to four leaders who they depend on for leadership. I mean, it's, it's a similar problem that Ramari would have um, without Sergio Ramos, right? Where when he's gone, his absence is so big. And you saw that when Thiago Silva left, yeah. you know, out of yeah. a sudden they're saying like, who, who's leading the line? Who's telling the defense what to do? And when you're down with 10 men and you don't have a clear leader on who's leading and making decisions, it can really hurt the team. Yeah, we didn't think what happened this week. I wouldn't read too much into it if I was a Chelsea fan. I think it's just a strange result. What mattered more is what happens in the next couple of weeks. I right? think it was. I think it was that that euphoria of having 14 wins and then going the inter- international break. I think the international break kind of broke their momentum. Um, oh, for sure. It's yeah, and so that was probably it. Especially with with like Mendy going into surgery, Thiago Silva was getting ready uh, to. Um, Mason Mount playing for England. I think Mason Mount was the most consistent out of all of them, even though he subbed in uh, halfway through. Um, which, I'm, which I'm not surprised. Mason Mount's a yeah. top player. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and so tomorrow, not tomorrow, sorry, on Tuesday, Real Madrid played Liverpool, and as you as you mentioned, when there's that leadership lacking, Real Madrid doesn't know what to do. How do you think? How do you think it's going to go for them now that uh, Sergio Ramos is actually going to be missing? Right, now they got himself injured in the... Yeah, had a 13-minute cameo in that last game and got himself Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I I, I don't know, actually. I mean, because I think Zidane's problem there was that the defense is not good enough without Ramos. Mm -hmm. Um, So he actually found a very good solution, which is that he plays with three three centre-backs, right? Since Ramos left... Ramari had some troubles, and then he just changed to a five at the back situation where the two kind of fullback or wing backs and really run up and down, and he has three center backs. And that has seemed to work quite well of late. Um, I think the big test for that obviously is this week, right? They play Liverpool yeah. on Tuesday, Barcelona on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, Liverpool again on the following Wednesday. We'll see if that works without Ramos or not. Um, but they have been doing better without Ramos lately because for the first time in a long time, Ramos has been injured for a prolonged time. For a so long they've time. had to adjust. So my guess is that Baran, right, is more capable of being a leader. Not just more capable of being a leader of defense now because they've had enough games without Ramos to get used to. What do I have to do um, to survive? Um, Liverpool, meanwhile, though, they came back from the international break really well. I mean, they beat uh, Arsenal 3 0 this weekend. Yeah. They. Very, very impressive performance. Diogo Jota's back from his injuries. And they have those big things going for them. Diogo my Jota's guess, though, I think fantastic. Yeah. Um, my thing is, I think Real Madrid are still going to go through. I think they have the know-how. I think Liverpool are still not that great of a team. And their defense, my God. Um, okay. It, it, it's all injured. Um, I haven't seen... Great. I haven't seen... because So for this episode, I asked Steph to send me his predictions. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen... I think I... No, I did see what he sent me, but I forgot. Um, and so I don't know who he's <laughs> siding with. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> but I'm siding with Liverpool on this game, actually. I'm going against you with Real Madrid. I don't. I just don't see Real Madrid like competing with Liverpool at the moment. Yeah, Liverpool has, his, has their, um, I guess, back sets or I don't know how do you say. 
Yeah, I mean, all of the negatives. You, yeah, you all the negatives of the injuries and, and, and everything that's been happening to them this season. It's been terrible. Um, but I still don't think Real Madrid are going to be able to overcome that. They might have an advantage specifically with um, all the injuries Liverpool have to have taken because all the all the injuries have been defensively, you know, and so yeah. I think Benzema is going to have a a field day, <laughs> field day yeah. a field day playing against Liverpool. But then um, offensively, they've been really strong, so it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very offensive game. I, I expect to see a lot of goals in this game, but I do think Liverpool are going to um, come through in, in that game. Yeah. Eh, and you, and, be wrong, and you can, can be expect wrong. this. Right. You can expect this anytime, anytime. I'm always going to bet against Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. See, you're letting your bias let your judgment. Real Madrid are not a good team, but. They have more about yeah. them, and Zidane seems to find a way to adjust against a weak Liverpool side. Like, look, I might, might win the Champions League just because each game they play, it just so happens they have a little bit more. Not be because they're shocked. great. They just have a little bit more. And if, I think that's the if, case with Liverpool. Listen, if Real Madrid win the Champions League, Pocho, I will buy you a case of beer. <laughs> no, I would appreciate that. Um, I, again, I don't see it happening. Yeah, but it's not. If it happening. does, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Um, not I, I will hold you down to that case of beer, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Real Madrid. Figure out how to play. Um, they're playing in. They're playing in in Spain first, right? Yep, yeah, they're playing in Madrid. And in Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. Okay. Um, so moving on to the next game, then, right? So I think it's about City versus Dortmund. City Dortmund. Uh, yeah. So I mean, ah, this one's an interesting one. This one's an interesting yeah. one. I think it's it's. It's kind of like the youngsters against the, the experienced. Dortmund, fairly young team with Sancho and, and Haaland obviously being the machine he is and scoring, yeah. I don't know how many goals in how many games. Um, a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot of goals in very little games, pretty much. It's going to be interesting to see how he how he tackles Ruiz and and um, and Stones. It's going to be interesting how, how Haaland tackles them and, and maybe manages to be maybe get a few goals in they are having trouble though Dortmund they have been having oh, yeah. a, a lot of trouble what, why don't you explain to us a little bit what what you think about that well I mean I think the Dortmund problem is that they have a, some very good players in some positions but then the quality like the dropping quality to some others right like the defense leaves a lot to be desired in terms of quality when mm-hmm. you have one of the best strikers in the world up front or one of the best wingers in Sancho on one side, or on a very good young player like Gio Reyna, you know, in the midfield, right? So they're missing, right? Like the jumping quality from some positions to others is huge. And that being said, I think if the coach is able to get them focused enough and playing well enough against City, they would have a chance uh, because Holland is so good that he might not need that many chances to score two or three times. Um, and so for me, it's not a question of how Holland adjusts to Stones and Diaz, but rather the other way around. How do Diaz and Stones figure out, okay, we're playing a striker that plays very differently from almost any other striker in the Premier League, how, do, how they would play. A striker who's full of confidence and a striker who, when he hears the Champions League anthem, becomes 12 times better. Um, so my guess is, because he's a big game player, this is a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
Haaland's going to get over the two games at least four goals. And that's my <laughs> guess right now. Oh my God. He's just really good. However, <laughs> City mean, are so yeah, good. That's not, that's still not still a probably bad get guess. like seven anyways. Uh, don't be wrong. City are still just a powerhouse. Um, and while I hope Dortmund go through, because Haaland is dope, uh, <laughs> and also don't like Guardiola, I think I mentioned this beforehand. Yeah, you, I, I think, think you City are it. just too good. I, I think after mentioning Fulham every episode, your second <laughs> biggest comment is, I hate <laughs> Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Great coach, I'm wrong. He's not a fan. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's going to be interesting too because City are a team that depend on having the ball against a Dortmund mm-hmm. side that does really well with counterattack. Right? They have a lot of speed, so they don't need the ball that often. So if Dortmund can be disciplined enough on the defense long enough and not get scored against too early in the game, I think they could get a chance of getting a surprise away win just with some good counterattacks, right? Getting Holland a couple of chances up front uh, might be all you need to be able to get a win and take it home for the next leg. Um, mm. The problem is over two games, very hard to beat City. Beat City. Right? Like, yeah. If you think about last season's Champions League, City only lost against Lyon because uh, it was a one single game, I think. I think it may have been two games. Sure, Lyon yeah, won one it, it was Yeah, because it was the restart, right? And they changed it to one. Exactly, exactly yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, City are good. Dortmund, Holland. I mean, I, I'm I'm just curious where Holland's gonna go, right? I mean, yeah. his agents what, going all across Europe, meeting with every single president of mm-hmm. every single team. Yeah, I guess um, I guess what's in favor with Dortmund and Holland specifically in in this game is that they're playing away first, and so they have they have that advantage of getting two or three away goals and and then coming back and just playing like parking the bus, you know, which will be really boring if they do, but. Yeah, if, if they can I don't do it, I think Dortmund can. I see. I don't think Dortmund has the ability to park the bus. I think that's the fair. players that's they fair. have, right? Like this is not Chelsea in 2012. No, yeah. Oh my God, shut up. Throw in. <laughs> no, okay, I'm sorry. That is the parking the bus example. You, do, do you know what team they put in for the Champions League final? Right? They put in two left backs, <laughs> including young Ryan Bertrand, making his first Champions League game ever, because that- the plan was to sit back. Was that when Mourinho was coached? Because I wouldn't be no, surprised. No, no, that was Di Matteo. No, Di Matteo. No. Yeah. Mourinho came in I mean, after. Masterclass, no. masterclass. <laughs> parking bus, by the way. Don't be wrong, but <laughs> the parking the bus example. That's um, fair. That's fair. But okay. But but you get what I'm saying, right? Like Dortmund have right. the ability to score away goals and then try to hold off Man City for 90 minutes as much as they can. Yeah. No, I think Dortmund's. The only way they go through is if they just score a lot of goals. Because at City, you're going to get at least two. Yeah, City are just uh, very good. So Dortmund need to somehow get four if they want to go through. And I mean, and to be honest, that might not be enough. City are I don't really think it's good. Gonna, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be enough if they score that many goals. Because, I mean, uh, well, I mean, if they score that many goals, sure. But I don't think... They I think it's going to be a – yeah, I don't think they're going to get – I think you're wrong, first of all, with, with Haaland getting four goals through the two legs, I mean, which is not a bad guess. Yeah. It's, I don't, no, it's a good it's a good guess considering how well he's been playing and how, how much of a machine he is scoring goals. <laughs> but I don't know. Going against Man City, it's just, it's just really hard. And Gundogan yeah. is there, and Walker is there, and Aguero is back healthy. But would you? Because now that Aguero is back, Foden has been coming off, right? He he hasn't been playing that much. Yeah, uh, but my guess is that for this game, right? 
I feel, I feel like back in the bench. Yeah, and I feel you'll like see, Foden, I mean, you might not see Foden, but Aguero, I think, will be back on the bench. I think, I think Foden is, I think Pep Guardiola should start Foden in this game. Yeah, I think he should start Foden almost every game. He's really good. He's been um, really good, and and he's been creating quality plays for sure. All right, yeah, so you, so your prediction in this one is is Man City. Yeah, 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 I mean, as much as I would love to see Dortmund go through, if I have to predict, I have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same. Man, Man City, Man City's going to go through for sure. All right, on to the next. <laughs> Bayern against PSG, another interesting heavy game. Right, I mean it is the repeat of the final last year. Yes. Um, so clearly, two very good teams. You have Bayern, who unfortunately um, don't have Lewandowski. Lewandowski got injured, um, so that's yes. a big deal because with Lewandowski, they would probably steamroll PSG. But now you're thinking they don't have Lewandowski. Now it's a little bit more competitive. You don't have Lewandowski. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, PSG, though, getting Neymar back. We didn't play against Barcelona. They get Mbappé still. Mm-hmm. So you, you start thinking and comparing. The study you go, you know, Bayern were the favorites when the draw was made, but now no Lewandowski. Bayern are a lot less good at scoring without Lewandowski, right? Like, their ability to score gets lowered. PSG, meanwhile, like, either Mbappé or Neymar could have a, I'm one of the best players in the world, have a game. You know, and just I'd, get a hat trick. Yeah, right? I'd, no I'd like problem. to see... Like, I'd like to see that statistic of 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 goals, Bayern goals with Lewandowski, and and average goals without Lewandowski. Right. The hard thing is Lewandowski doesn't get injured much, so there's not that many games to look at where he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. That isn't important games anyway. Right? Like I'm sure he didn't play some cup game against the second division side, but then that's not that useful for counting goals, right? Yeah, I'm sure Bayern I mean, scored a few anyway. Then again, he's not—he's not the only star player in Bayern. I mean, Bayern is a club known for having star players. Like that's all they buy is is, is star know. players. And so, I mean, they have Sane, which has been doing really very good. Um, they also have uh, Frank. I don't yeah, know Moore. who else is on there. Muller, has, I mean, who has been Nabry has been incredible since he's signed. Nabry, Nabry has before. always been good with with Bayern. He's always been good yeah. with Bayern. They have um, Coleman. I mean, wrong. They have players, right? So yeah. It's just kind of like if, like like if you think about Real Madrid five years ago, right? They had a lot of good players, but if Ronaldo was out of it, you were like, you know what? This team is a lot worse. Not because <laughs> the players currently aren't good. But because that that best player is really really good and gives mm-hmm. something extra, yeah. Um, so I, I think this is a toss up game where it could go either way, and I don't expect big score lines going either way. Um, I have to think about who would I predict. Um, I do think though this is a perfect game for Neymar or Mbappe. If either one of them wants to become you know the Ballon d'Or at the end of the year, trying to earn the right to I'm the best player in the world, mm-hmm. these are the type of games they need to show it in. Because against Barcelona, sure, you could argue Barcelona's a big name, but this year they weren't being that good at the time. Yeah. One thing... and Bayern are the reigning champions. They're playing really well. They are. If yes. you show up against them, that's a statement. One thing one thing that's going to be really interesting in this game, we can mention all the big players we can in, in, in Bayern and PSG, but I think what's going to be really interesting between the two teams are actually the CDMs of each team. Verratti and um, Kimmich. Kimmich, oof. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to come down to them, actually. Whoever plays better is going to be, like, the better team. I see. So kind of whoever can is able to control the midfield. And the exactly. Ball. Exactly. Um, and I mean, Bayern are known for controlling the for controlling the ball all game, pretty much. And, and yeah, controlling the game. Yeah. 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 And it's so control. it's going to be interesting because Verratti is just a monster too. Like he's really underrated, especially how he played against Barcelona was just incredible. Well, how it played the first game. Second game, it was left a bit second, to be decided. Second game, they didn't really have to do much. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, second game, Barcelona were the ones who were able to kind of beat him. So I guess the question is, which PSG shows up? Mm-hmm. PSG from the first game against Barcelona, they are have a very good chance of winning. Second game, Bayern is going to eat them alive. Or somewhere in between where it's nice and competitive, which is my guess. I think Neymar or Mbappe or maybe even both have good games, but mm-hmm. not incredible games. Bayern, their players have good games, and we see a nice close matchup. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Really low-scoring? Yeah, I think Wait, it's going to no. end up like one-zero or or two-one, but I don't think I don't see it higher than that. I think that's fair. I mean, after all, the final was one-zero, so it, it kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, but okay, so two-one, and I know this is hard, but who goes through, Bayern or PSG? <sighs> you know, my my heart is with PSG. I really hope that they win and go through because I'm tired of Bayern. <laughs> I really <Yeah>. am. <laughs> but Bayern or, or Bayern's my pick. That's my pick. All right. Um, I always have to go with Bayern. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? No. Uh, I'm going to go with PSG. Um, I think the Lewandowski factor is big. Um, I, think, I think it'll be close as well. Mm-hmm. But I think PSG just about edged out. Um, think, mm, like. the, you know what? This also this is also two notorious goalkeepers. That is true, and so that's going to be another factor. This game is just packed. <laughs> it's just a great game. It's I mean, about newer has two Champions Leagues. I now hate has three. I hate that it's happening at the same time as Chelsea's game because I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I mean, I need to get a second TV. To play Chelsea, you can. Um, I, it sounds very exciting to watch Porto play Chelsea instead of <laughs> I, mean, I don't PSG. know I don't know I guess moving on to that game Porto Porto destroyed not destroyed Juventus but I mean they beat Juventus yeah they won they yeah exactly square. so yeah. I mean you, you can't just say that that's going to be a boring game because I mean they made it through and I mean it's crazy actually I don't know anything about Porto I don't know what to talk about <laughs> well they, they mean they're a team that has, I mean, maybe Juventus because they had a good plan. I mean, if you remember the first leg of Juventus, they scored two times in the first minute of yeah. each half, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they had a very clear plan of we're going to put pressure at certain moments and other moments, no. And they have some good players. And there's a couple of Colombians there, too, who have done quite well. Mateus Uribe was key against Juventus in the field. Luis Diaz also can be um, quite important. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, they're a team, right? And that can be something that's very important in the Champions League. Um, when it's a smaller team playing against a bigger one, like kind of, if you remember Ajax a couple Ajax. of years ago. Oof, um, that run. Right. Never that run they had where they beat Juventus, they beat Real Madrid, and they almost made the final. And it wasn't because their players were the best players in the world, although they, had, they were very good with a lot of potential, but because they had uh, a team spirit. Same thing with Monaco a few years before that, right? Obviously, they had Mbappé, but that was an Mbappé, you know, was a bit younger. Um, 
and they had just a strong side who believed as a team and acted and played as a team. Mm-hmm. And again, some of these bigger start-studded teams that aren't playing like teams, like, you know, Real Madrid, um, or sometimes PSG, or even Chelsea, since you know, they haven't been your coach, that can make the difference. Yeah. Um, that being said, Chelsea, other than this weekend, uh, they've been doing really well with Tuchel. <laughs> Hopefully um, this is just a blip. <laughs> yeah. I think um, it and is. To be, honest, to be honest, like I would expect Porto to be more defensive. Uh, and mm-hmm. Chelsea proved they can break down good defenses when they beat Atletico Madrid, right? Yeah, I guess I guess um going through this game, I do I do agree with you. I think Porto are gonna play defensively and they have a, a really strong defender who who has been out of it for a while, I guess out of the spotlight, uh, which is Pepe. He's good. He might, he might getting old, but he is he, good. Yeah, he's 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 getting older, but he he is still at a high level. I do think Chelsea are going to have most of the possession in this game. They're going to try and break it down. We might see kind of a repeat of the Atletico game, where it's just kind of Porto are going to play for the counter attack, which might worry me fair. a little bit. Yeah, um, and to be honest, yeah, that that should concern Chelsea because I think Porto probably are more adept at playing the counter-attack than yeah. Atletico. Because Atletico, you know, for all, even though they have Simeone and they normally like to play that way, mm-hmm. all season they've really been forced to play on the front foot because, you know, they're one of the big teams in La Liga, right? Yeah. Um, Porto, meanwhile, all Champions League, essentially, they have to play as a, you know, mid to lower side where they have to defend a lot more often than they do otherwise. Um, but they still have the quality players who know how to play offensive football. Right, like we see Porto play in Portugal, they're dominating games. So they have the, the, the talent, the technique to create problems while having the kind of tactical structure that allows them to defend well. So I think it's going to be difficult for Chelsea. Um, I would still expect Chelsea to go through. Um, I think Tuchel getting the team to play well enough. Giroud, when he's on form, is very good. Hmm. Um, if Werner starts scoring again, that would be really nice for them, I'm sure. Uh, Werner, but- Werner is a worry. Um, what really stresses me out being a Chelsea fan is how kind of impatient Chelsea fans and I guess the Chelsea staff too. I mean, our president is constantly changing <laughs> bosses all the time. Uh, is is how impatient we are with players and 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 coaches. Like y- you can't just expect them to have an incredible run straight in, you know? I mean, yeah, Tuchel had 14 unbeaten wins. That's not going to last forever. And, and they're going to be, they're going to be down spells, but you got to work through them. You can't just change a coach and expect that to be the solution. Cause that's not the solution. Um, well, I mean, let's and, be honest here. Chelsea's like entire history is kind of proof that that's a lie. Clearly yeah. changing coaches works. They change I mean, coaches and every time they it win. Cha- it uh, changes. Yeah. You years. change coaches, but I, I, I I'm not about it. I still think you need to give them time um, to figure out. Because, I mean, you're just giving them so much pressure. They they might panic. They might not do what's right. They're just going to try to do something that, you know, try to save their jobs and they might do it wrong. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, but I mean, but, and same thing but, with I mean, players. And tell Werner. me which coach should have been given more time, though. I mean, if you think about it, like, look, when Lampard was fired, sure, I think most of us would have liked for him to get more time. But let's be honest, Chelsea had blue losing. Yeah, no. I, like, listen, I think like I full think... of hammer points in Chelsea in that time period. Right? Like, yeah, they no, hadn't no, been no. good. Then before that, I mean, Saturday was not great. They finished fifth, right? That year was Saturday. 
Um, they just made the Champions League with the Europa League win. Yes. So, yeah, he wasn't great. I mean, he wasn't bad either. Right? I mean, he no, no, I, I, know, I know what you mean. And, like, I think... Conte, I think like, Frank... who, who are you going to say shouldn't have left, should have been given more time? Like, Conte won the league, sure. But then he finished fifth the year after that, too. Um, Mourinho, right? He was great. And then he was, like, 11th when he got fired. Mm. So, it's a kind of, like... Where do you get because I think Chelsea actually does give their bosses some time. Like, I mean, they gave Lampard a year and a half, and it wasn't like they just said, Oh, three yeah. months in, you're not winning, you're fired. Yeah, 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 um, no, of course, of course. And and I think just the, the Lampard struggle at Chelsea, the Lamp- Lampard example. Well, I mean, I think it's a bittersweet thing because he's such a legend, of course, but also just because yeah. you, you, you kind of wanted to give him more time. I think, um, we didn't want to see him go. And when they did, it was it was it was sad, of course. But then with Tuchel coming in, I mean, there was kind of that revival. What's what? But with the players too, I guess concerning Werner is like he's coming from the Bundesliga, and yeah, he's already had I don't know how many months in the Premier League. But you you still got to keep him time. I mean, he's in a new country; he doesn't really speak the language that well. He uh, that's not true, I guess. He he does speak English pretty well. But he, he's playing a new game mode, basically. And he, he has to figure it out. The problem with Werner, at least from what I'm seeing, is mm. he's, he's playing too soft. It's, it's, it seems like he doesn't want to adapt in the sense that he knows Premier League is tougher and defenders are going to push him back more. And he seems like he's just falling more easily. Instead of fighting back a little bit, he's trying to get the foul and he never gets it. And right, so he's yeah. he's playing too soft, in my opinion. Right. But yeah, but I mean, when you talk about adapting, I'm wrong. Obviously, that's a real thing, right? People adapt differently to different places, mm-hmm. different coaches, different playing styles, right? Yeah. Uh, different teammates, right? I mean, at Leipzig, Timo was the dude. The whole team exactly. played around how he wanted to play, right? Out of a sudden, that's not the case. But let's also not, I mean, Timo cost, what is it, like $60 million transfer fee. Yeah. You, you, and sure, I mean, you, you can give him some time to adapt, but it's almost the whole season. Like, he I hasn't think, been there yeah. the whole season. He hasn't, he hasn't done contributed yet. No, 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 no. He has, contributed. Deal. he has contributed quite a bit. I think I think just because he hasn't been scoring as many goals as people expected him to, you can you can criticize him on that, of course. But he has contributed quite a lot to the team. But more than if somebody else had played there, like you I mean, because think about it this way: right? they they have Timo there, mm. and you know he's what is in the Premier League has played twenty nine games and scored five goals. Yeah, um, which I'm sure we all agree. <laughs> not the greatest re- return from a guy. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, with 53, you know, with $60 million, I could have probably bought two other players or I could have played Pulisic a bit more often. And Pulisic, Pulisic has been, could have, Pulisic has could been have gotten out. More He's been out since his hamstring. He hasn't been doing anything. And it saddens well, not, me because he, he's really good. the last little while. He's got, the last little while he has been back. Mm-hmm. And that's why they took him out. That's why they took him out at West Brom in halftime. Is because he he his hamstring was bothering him again. That's unfortunate. But my point stands. Right? I mean, you could even give Hudson the doy more minutes. I mean, if you're gonna spend sixty million for five goals in the Premier League <laughs> from a striker, I mean, I'm sorry. If I wasn't in the Premier League for sixty million, I hope you're a centre back. Is like he? Ben, oh my God, that's a great. Is result. he? Is his natural position a striker position? 
Well, I mean, he, I think it's he, a left forward. Yeah, well, he's a left both, forward. right? I mean, when he first came out of um, the academy, right? I, I think he was at Stuttgart back then. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I'm pretty sure he was a forward. Then he learned how to play on the wings, and he can't do the left forward role really well. Yeah. Um, he just, but even when he played left forward for Leipzig, he still scored a lot of goals. He just hasn't been able to do that here. And it might be a situation where he just needs a season to kind of bet in, and the next year Chelsea reap the benefits. Yeah. Now, right. Yeah. Um, which is, which, which is why I'm arguing, like, give him the season. Next season, if he's not doing as good, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with everyone. But <laughs> at this point, I right. think it's still too early. But anyway, you, so you, you're saying, going back to, to the actual game, <laughs> you think yeah. you think Chelsea is going to beat Porto to go through? Yeah, um, I think they just have a little bit more. I think Tuchel has been able to get the team playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have enough options off the bench where the game's going wrong, they can change it. Um, but again, I was proven wrong with Juventus and I would personally like to see Porto surprise everybody, make it to the semifinals. No, I want Porto you, to win you it. You shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> you shut your um, mouth. I don't think it'll happen though. Chelsea though, uh, I think you're going to win this game. Um, I think mm. you're going to make it to the semifinals. Where because again, Dramani we're gonna make it there. Dramani gonna eliminate Chelsea then in the semifinals. It was gonna be probably one of the very boring games. <laughs> um, and then Dramani or someone gonna be in the final, even though they really are not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad if you're correct. <laughs> I'm be so mad. <laughs> but so it's right. effect, you know. Zidane <clears throat> effect. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. So, yeah, I agree. I think Chelsea are going to go through as well. I think they're going to defeat Porto. But you know me. I always get worried. I always struggle <laughs> watching the games. I'm always nervous. Yeah, it's, it's being a fan, right? It's always it's being uh... a fan. That's true. But, all right. So, we have Real Madrid, Liverpool. You're saying Real yes. Madrid, no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying Liverpool and Stefano. I have his, his list right here. Uh, he says Liverpool gets through, so that's so I'm guaranteed to get it right. You're, okay. you're guaranteed Real Madrid. <laughs> okay, um, Man City Dortmund. We both said Man City. What he says City City win easily. That that's what he said. Might not be easy, but yeah, he's, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Steph is wrong again. He's he, City are gonna win, but not easily. Yeah, not quite as easy. Not quite as easy. And Bayern, Bayern PSG. You say PSG, I say Bayern. Yeah. He says Bayern beat PSG. Is that another guarantee? So, that's so another ask. guarantee for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chelsea Porto. We both say Chelsea, and this one's surprising. I guess not so much. He says Porto will upset Chelsea. Which I, could happen. I mean, it's not could happen. It's not, it's not Porto's not a bad um, team. No, and they, they they already did it before, right? Yeah. Kind of like Ajax two years ago, right? They did mm-hmm. Madrid and then they played Juventus and everybody was like, oh, whatever. But, you know, when a team like Porto was able to beat Juventus, it's because they earned, right? They played well enough to do it. So there's no yeah, reason they exactly. can't do it again. Exactly. And they're definitely the underdogs. So, I mean, I think everyone is kind of going for them. Everyone loves an underdog. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I don't know. I hope Steph is also wrong in this one. <laughs> so, 
might be a little bit of bias. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but all right. Um, I think that's it. That's all the games, really. I don't think. Of, I don't know if there's anything you want to mention. So we know that Real Madrid, um, or the winner of Real Madrid Liverpool, probably Real Madrid, but you know, Real Madrid Liverpool, whoever wins, faces off in the semifinals against the winner of Porto Chelsea, and mm-hmm. what I call the weak side of the bracket. <laughs> the weak side. Um, <laughs> right. And then the other side, it's Bayern PSG plays against the winner of City Dortmund. Um, mm. Which is really where the stronger sides are. Right? I mean, I think whatever semifinal we get there, it's going to be insane. Especially because it's going to be City versus somebody. It's going to be a uh, high quality games, um, which I'm excited to see. And then the final, it's one game, right? So we go back to that. You know, in one game, anyone could win, uh, and that's why Real Madrid and even Porto or Chelsea, and I guess Liverpool, but not Liverpool. Um, Still have a chance of winning the Champions League is because on a one-off game, even if you're playing City and City would win almost every time against you, and are you playing Bayern or PSG or Dortmund? Let's not forget about them because they have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> one-off game is when you have quality, and Madrid, Liverpool, and Chelsea and Porto actually do have quality. You can win those games under pressure. You know, teams like Madrid who have experience with you know in Champions League finals who know how to do this. They can win those games, right? If Real Madrid gets to the Champions League final, the pressures are on them. The pressures are on City or PSG. I, mean, I guess if it's versus Bayern, neither team really has pressure. Um, but it is a situation where it can't happen. Um, so I think the draw has been exciting in that sense, in that we're getting some very good games in the semifinals and the quarterfinals, um, and then the final will be a very good team against a team that is the underdog. I right? no other way to say it, right? Whoever it is in the right side is the underdog of the final, yet could still win it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're you're definitely right on that. So we'll see what happens. Um, thanks everyone for for joining us on this episode of the Sports Bar Podcast. Um, make sure to email us at the sport at the Sports Bar Pod at gmail.com. Did I get that right, Butch? Very good. Very good. <laughs> there you go. Practice makes perfect. And make sure to follow us on Instagram too at the Sports Bar Pod. You know, Pocho, I heard a rumor that said that for every 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 uh, like star that we get on on iTunes, we we get fifty dollars. Wow, I like that rumor. I hope it's true. Yeah, I hope it's true too. So I mean, everyone go go rate us and, and give us fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, would be much appreciated. Uh, <laughs> In this economy. <laughs> in this economy all right Right. (laughs) thanks everyone for listening you guys have a good night bye everybody